number one, California, here we come, right back where we started from. Hustle, scrape your guns, your shadow is a ton, driving down the 101, California, here we come, right back where we started from, California. Welcome to the OCD, bitch, the show where we take an in-depth episode by episode and even in more micro fragments therefore look at the seminal and underrated prime type soap opera the early aughts the oc i'm your host for the evening mike gravano and i'm very pleased to announce part four and hopefully the final part of the chrismica that almost wasn't with me as always is ryan don't love how you said hopefully but what we should do because we have to get to the end of this episode uh-huh. uh you know like our normal opening of the episode conversation Sure. Let's just do that super speed. You ready? Okay. Uh, four babies. Why not three? Why not why, why, three? Maybe two babies. Okay, but cool. But like tandem bikes, really? In this day and age? A bicycle bullet for two? Somebody's in the kitchen with Delilah. <laughs> and who is Delilah? Was she a slut? Like, is everybody else who is not in the kitchen nervous about Delilah? What's going down in the GD kitchen? How many Entenmans are there in the kitchen at the current time? At least 17 and a half. Green? Why does that get to be color? Why not blue always? When did you meet Green? Was it traumatic for you? I hated it. No, just kidding. Riffin, I loved it. All that and more on tonight's, and actually, so all the crazy shit has happened to this show. You should go listen to the first three episodes. This is just the wrap-up. Everybody's going to calm everybody else's nerves. When we come back, wait, we don't need to come back. It's been a minute. Let's just dive right in. I'm ready. I'm just so used to. So, Kirsten's locked in a closet. With Dinah. With Dinah. Uh, And Michael's rowing his boat ashore. I know, you're nailing all the classic (laughs) Kids Bob hits. (laughs) Man, Kids Pop really struggled. No, no, we're out of the intro, Mike. We're out of the intro. Uh, Ryan is going to Lindsay to soothe her. And I think that's it. That's all the soothing that's going on. Uh Everybody else is just hiding in different parts of the mansion that is the Cohen residence. I mean, it's a good place to hide. And Sandy and Seth are both outside outside of the closet? Yes. I think. All right. So, Ryan shows up at Lindsay's. Great reset, by the way. Right? Uh Uh-huh. Good. Uh, and Renee won't let him see her. Renee's like, no. Like, I guess to protect her, she's not angry at Ryan. She's just angry at the evening. Well, this is a great TV breaking thing, is because when you, as a TV character, want to talk to another TV character that, who is hurting, there's always, like, a guard. So it's like, mm-hmm. she will not see you right now, right. and you need to leave. But not necessarily for more TV, but because Lindsay is, I think, a little bit better written yes. than other people, she steps up and says, like, Mom, I can just handle this, and yeah. I can tell him I don't want to talk to you. And I, I'm not nervous of him working his magic and then making me do right. things I don't want to do. That'll come later in the episode. But well, right now, I can just tell him. She's mature, and two, it's because she is pissed at her mom. Mm. Most people are only pissed at Caleb. Oh, so it's a little rebellious? And yeah, it's, fuck you, how dare you talk for me? You've ruined my whole life. Let I'm controlling this from now on. And uh, Ryan tries, he's like, hey, it's... it's I know this is weird and it's hard. I'm here for you. And Lindsay cuts him off and is like, hey, you're really sweet. This isn't your fault, but I don't want to be near your family ever. Oh, no. Yeah. And that is the right reaction because Summer's reaction that we talked about in the kitchen in the last uh-huh. episode is like, isn't this crazy? I always yeah. forget how crazy this is. But for Lindsay, it's like, are you fucking like, why would any normal human being right. like put themselves in the situation that is your goddamn family? Because Summer has always been on the sidelines saying, isn't this crazy? Lindsay had a normal high school life before any of this shit. She's like, if only I hadn't had an iced coffee spilt on me. All I could do, like, I would just kill to just go back to high school and have mean girls mistreat me. Right. Like, that's what I thought I hated, but that sounds wonderful right now. Comparatively. Because it's not Nichols, Cohen, Roberts, Cooper related. 
Meanwhile, uh, Summer and Marissa are still just in the kitchen where we just last left them being like, and Summer, even more than, uh, isn't this crazy? I forget how crazy it gets. She goes, this year's weirder than last year. Uh-huh. <laughs> and then. So Summer is full on Deadpooling at this point? Full on Deadpool Mr. Nobodying. And then she goes, your poor mom. And I do like Marissa. And it's not even like, fuck my mom, Marissa, that that does come out. She's like, out of everybody involved in this situation, I am least worried about my mom. And the other thing I thought when Summer said that, and I don't think Marissa said that, because sometimes Marissa is a little too hard on Julie, right? Uh-huh. She's a teenager who is upset, and rightfully so, so often. Um, I could never say you're poor anything about someone who fucked Marissa's right. boyfriend. Lest we like, forget. How can we get over that? Yeah, we, the fact that that's not what everybody brings up every time they see each other is crazy. I don't want to hold grudges like I do, and mm. I do think that forgiveness is cool. But that is so fucking awful. Yes. And the OC is just on this like Trump rampage of whatever is in today's news. Uh-huh. There's so much in the news that we forget about everything. But fuck that. No, she can't fucked- we slow down? She did fuck a high schooler who was dating her daughter. And we put Luke through the ringer on that one. Right. But you think she- we like the show has let Julie get away with it? Yeah. I mean, Luke and Marissa aren't related. Oh, right. Wait, let me think about that real quick. What happens in season four? Christ. Uh, but Julie fucked her daughter's boyfriend. Mm-hmm. And that is why Mercy always is on hating her. And also, even if it wasn't fuck my mom level, oh, I'm sorry, your husband che- has had sex with somebody 16 years ago? Right. No, you're just not allowed to be mad tonight. You're just not. Also, the whole reason that he's doing all of the things that he's doing is to, one, protect Kirsten. Uh-huh. So Kirsten's anger is understandable, and what Cal was trying to avoid. But the other thing was, so, Julie, you would keep getting the giant fucking mansions and pearl necklaces that you're used to. And so she should be like, oh, man, I wish this stayed quiet a little longer, not I'm upset at you. But no, and it's false upsetness. She's using this as a way to attack him because she's mad at herself for banging Jimmy. Which is a great strategy because Mm -hmm. at some point, Cal's going to find out about Jimmy, right? And all you want in your court when that happens is to say, like, yeah, but you did the other thing. No, but you. Yeah. Uh, so Summer leaves, deciding she will hand save hand save uh, Chris Mika herself. And then, speaking of Julian Cal, they're probably just in a different den of the fucking giant house. I don't think anybody leaves. And he asks about Marissa, and she does say the funniest thing. She goes, "You could bet she's going to make this about her, and we are going to all suffer the consequences for a very long time." And I hate Julie, but she's got Marissa pinned for sure. Okay, sure, but. It doesn't Cal say, or was it me that said out loud to the TV? <laughs> I get it. Like, you suck, Julie. Like, <laughs> you, nah, like yeah, her family Cal. sucks. It was not Cal who said Cal it. would not say, like, well, I think that we should understand what Marissa's going through. Sure. But, like, one of the reasons that Marissa continues to pin things on her is because she keeps fucking up and doing terrible things. Yes. Like, if Julie was the perfect mom, then she just has to make it right. through those two teenage years of, uh, selfishness and you everything. Don't ma- you don't make it through that. You go send her to horse camp for a couple years, come back a different actor. But she's not a horse. <laughs> Does, you have to pay extra or less if you oh, send a human to horse camp. The Rosencrantz and Guildenstern version of the OC that's all about Caitlin, it's horrifying. They treat her like a horse. They just make her eat hay. It's a fucking horror story. Did they think, though, that they were sending a human to ride on those horses? Or did the pamphlet say, no, we will literally treat your daughter like a horse at horse camp? Oh, 
Julie didn't read. She did not have time for that. Julie's never read a pamphlet. No, come on. I have people to read these pamphlets and summarize them for me. I have too much things to do. I have meetings for, as a CEO that I cannot handle. That she's two hours late to. Look, I'm the Captain EO. I had no idea that meant I had to do that. So, that's what's happening there. We're going to take a break. When we come back, I'm going to remember who we need to talk about. Ryan comes back to the house after leaving Lindsay's. Because uh-huh. she says, get out of here. I don't want to talk to you. And then he asks Sandy, because he comes back. He does not know what's been happening. And Kirsten's still in the closet. He says, isn't Ryan. Huh? Ryan. Ryan, yes. Oh, you did say that. Yes. That's how you started the segment. Said, Ryan. Like, Ryan. I tricked you. You silly goose. And then Sandy's like, oh, she's locked. No, she won't let anybody in. And he's like, can I try? And Sandy's just like, hey, it's your life, bro. Like, I don't, I don't know what you could say. But do what you got to do. And then what Ryan says to Kirsten, and I do love that she's mad at everybody. I bet she yelled at Seth in a scene we didn't see. But he goes, hey, it's me. And in a very like soft voice, she goes, I don't really want to talk to anybody right now. I fucking love this scene. Mm-hmm. I love it so much. And we started this uh, podcast to just make fun of this terrible TV show mm-hmm. that we hate. So it's rare to find some thing that I love about this show. Uh, but Kirsten and Ryan's relationship gets like the least amount of time if you paired up all the twosomes uh-huh. that are in the main cast. But I really, really like it, you know. And there's like these certain milestones, you know, like Kirsten wanting him out of the house, but getting more sheets and being like that, that like ice cold mm-hmm. bitch mom that said, "No, I will not have this person around my son." And then in the final episode of season one, like falling to pieces, mm-hmm. changing the sheets, uh, and then later on in this season, we're gonna get another scene that is mind-blowingly great good tease but right now he sits down and says you know what why don't i handle it and there's a couple things going on here one i can handle it because we're not that close right and two let me handle it because you guys are still you guys are all close in a weird way Mm -hmm. and you guys are all sort of still facade like you guys are still putting up these facades that don't need to be there you have your normal family or roles and it's hard to break those. You're just on the Disneyland track. Right. And Kirsten is a great mom, but still, like, sometimes too mommy. Mm-hmm. And she's a great noopsie, but still sometimes falls into that noopsie trap, mm-hmm. a little too noopsie. But here they sit down, and they're just two people who care yeah. about each other a lot. And so he says, hey, it's Ryan. And then, yeah, she totally – she goes from, like, vengeful screaming <laughs> demon to – Hey, honey, I'm not really seeing people right now. <laughs> and Atwood sees through it immediately. He's like, I, I get what she's doing, but I'm going to keep going. Right. And he, he's talking. He's like, here's what I know about Lindsay, because you don't. Trying to get in there. But none of this is going to stop me. Uh, and he's like, I, I think you need to decide whether or not it's cool if she's part of this family that's pretty good at letting in new members. Like, he's coming in sideways. Like, she could be a, a me that's your sister. Like... I like using precedent. Precedent, uh-huh. like the court shows that this has happened before. So get over it and let it happen again. And that rules. That wins her over. It does because she realizes that she is a very, as far like relatively speaking, as far as the rest of the characters go, she's a very selfless person mm-hmm. by nature, not forced, but by nature. And uh, like she, that makes it seem like oh, she's just throwing a tantrum, right? And there's children to think about. And that snaps Kirsten out. That's mm-hmm. like, oh my God, Lindsay, I never stopped to think about yes. Lindsay. I've been thinking about me the whole time. She's going through a thing too. There's a child that is freaking out and there's a relative that's mm-hmm. freaking out. 
And so I got to put all this aside because I'm Kirsten and all of the stuff that we see from how big the house is to how well the family works Mm -hmm. is because of who she actually is. Right. And he just reminds her of all of that. But we can't resolve yet, so we have to jump to a different plot of Marissa and Summer showing up on Jimmy's boat because they need a generator. They're going to save Chrismica one way or the other. Now, Summer has already shown us in this episode that we've talked about in past OCDs uh, that she, for whatever reason, gets a little burr up her spur that as, when it comes to Christmas or Hanukkah or anything Christmas-related, lots of, actually, like, all of the Jewish holidays, mm-hmm. like, what, uh, what is this? I'm going to learn the Seder. Yeah, like, I'm learn I don't, I don't give a shit. Um, she has this perfect Christmas tree in mind, and uh-huh. she'll spend hours finding it, and there's no way that she's going to let this Christmaka die. And we don't know, what I love is we don't know what's happening yet. She's like, I have a tree, I have a plan. Your dad has a generator, we're doing it. I'm like, what weird heist is happening? Mm-hmm. Who's going to crawl inside the tree? And Summer is so capable at this point mm-hmm. that we don't care that when it cuts away for four minutes, she just did three hours of work. No. Every time it cuts away from Summer and then back to her, she just did hours and hours of work. I assume she texted the water polo team and said, hey guys, could you set this up for me, thanks, and twirled her hair. And they went, Yeah. And she went, I still got it, baby. Uh, and while and then levitated for no reason. Because just to show you that she could if she wanted to. While they're doing that, I, th- I think this scene is very economical. They're there to get the generator. But why not get in some Cooper family drama out of the way? And they're like, hey, can we use your generator? I know you use it to live and shower and stuff, but we need it. And he's like, yeah, what, I don't need a shower. I don't give a shit. Uh, I don't want a shower, and I barely want to live. <laughs> Look at me. Look at me. Uh, Marissa says, are you and mom becoming friends? And he goes, yeah. Would, would that be so terrible? And the perfect, she goes, for you, and just like walks out of there. Okay, so is this, <laughs> is this a cheesy line delivered by, like perfectly, and so it hits hard? Is this a great line delivered uh-huh. by a cheesy actor and it hits hard? Is this our knowledge that, even though we don't know it yet, we know that Julie is downstairs right. in the boat, and so that's why it's awesome. Or does Marissa sort of know? I don't like the insult is so fucking great. Yeah, it's so perfect. I, I I think it's the perfect level of cheese in every aspect. It's all great. Everything just fucking clicks together and hums beautifully. And I get I got to give it up for Marissa because she's standing on a boat, which is surrounded by water. There's a ton of furniture on the boat, and she, she just leaves it all there. She flips not one piece in. Well, she needs a generator. She doesn't want to fuck over Summer's plan. She at proving she actually is way more in control than people give her credit for. She didn't pull the fucking uh, what's it called Star Lord no. and say that even though this generator having it is going to solve all of our problems, I'm just gonna flip it over <sighs> to the water because I'm fucking Marissa. Uh, so while they're doing that, cut to everybody just knows how to find each other on the beach. There's a sad mope beach that everybody gets found at, and Seth finds Lindsay. I, I do think this is talk about pairings that aren't together. Seth and Lindsay don't get along. And it's like, nope, but he's, they're not that close, so he's the one who can save the day here. Which is, I, looking at it after the fact, it was good. Like, Seth mm-hmm. did his job. Like, he had to console Lindsay enough that she would walk back to right. her house with him. But in the pregame, saying, all right, who's going to go find Lindsay? And somebody suggested Seth. Don't you immediately bat that down? Don't you immediately say, no, 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 he's not going? I'll call the neighbor from the other side of the house we've never met before, and they can handle it. I'll call somebody from a different show. I'll call Eddie Murphy from the PJs (laughs) Uh, to come and do this. (laughs) Chad Michael Murray from One Tree Hill could be here in like 30 seconds. So Seth finds Lindsay, and he's like, hey, this is fucking crazy and weird. Glad we didn't date. Uh, But you and I are kin now. 
welcome to a life of paralyzing insecurity and self-doubt. And she says, maybe it's a little too soon for jokes. And he goes, not for a Cohen, and that's you. And like, I do think it's, he just bombards her like, yes, this sucks, but isn't it insane? So let's just laugh a little. Right, like it sort of grounds her in that we all have this crazy shit. Mm-hmm. Like we're all going through this and we're all fine. Right. And then also his line, did that sound familiar? What line? No. Uh, you're a Cohen, welcome to a life of, which he's not. Right. Not, nothing Cohen related, no. but you're a Cohen now, welcome to a life of, what was it, insecurity and... and self-doubt. Self-doubt. Did he say that to Ryan in the first episode? No, that was from the pilot of the PJs. Yes, that oh. is what, that's what he said to Ryan when he was... So that's his stock answer. Yeah. It's still cute. And it's true. Ryan has way more self-doubt yes, than he did Ryan before now. the show started. And so they, they walk up, and the house is littered in Christmas vomit. There are Christmas trees and lights. It's just all over the place. 74,000 Christmas trees. And Seth has even gotten her a stocking, a la the rest of their family, but it says Lauren. And he's like, well, I mean, I got it tonight. Like, give me a fucking break. Uh, And she's freaking out, and Renee is like, I don't know if I like this at all. And then uh, a a great Kirsten delivery, she goes, hi, I'm Kirsten. Which made me remember, I don't know if they had ever met before that <laughs> moment, which is insane. Or at, they, they said sentences in the same room. Right. But had they ever said a sentence to each other? I don't think so. And the first thing I'm thinking is, oh, is Kirsten playing that role-playing game? Like, let's meet at a bar and pretend we're strangers <laughs> and then <laughs> go into go upstairs. But no, she is saying, like, let's put all this crazy right. shit aside and let's start over right now. Because they are both great people who should right. hang out. And they're like, we're not ready for sisters yet, but let's just get to know each other. Uh, and then Summer hands uh, Yama clauses out to everybody, except to Renee. Like, everybody's like, still kind of fuck you, right, lady? And then they make Seth sing the carol. He's been he's been talking about this great Chris McCarroll carol he's been writing to the tune of Death Cab's uh, A Little Less Paint, A Little More Color. I don't remember which song it is. Uh, the only line we get is Moses and Jesus, they both had beards, which is inarguable. I like that even before the Avengers movie. Uh, Seth is painting these religions as if it is an Avengers movie. Mm-hmm. Like Moses and Jesus finally find each other and go, finally. stop Ultron. Uh, and that's the episode. So 24 episodes ago, uh-huh. before we started working on the Christmaca that almost wasn't, um, you and I shook hands and said that we would, we swore that we were going to talk on air if we cried. Yes. And the big cry moment is Lindsay and Seth walking back. And Lindsay like says something that is a perfect setup. Like, I just, I don't know, like, I don't know if I'll ever have a family or Christmas or a house again. (laughs) And Seth sort of stops because they turn the corner walking Mm -hmm. home at the exact right time and the lights go on and the music starts and it is, it is a moment. It is an impactful moment. Got ya? Yes. Got dusty in the room? The OC doesn't do uh, sad things like, uh, like everything in the kitchen. It's so chaotic. Right. And it's so soap operatic. That there's no tears, but there. there's happy tears. But like when that happened, mm. that's when if I was a lamer version of me, which I'm not, sure, one could imagine that uh, it got dusty in the room. I hear you. Mine is when Julie slaps Cal and says, "You should be ashamed of yourself." Because you, because Mike, you should be ashamed of I yourself. I should be ashamed of yeah. myself. Uh, but I won't make fun of you. Uh-huh. I'm proud of you for admitting that a lamer version of you would cry. Uh huh. I think a cooler version of you would cry and be proud of it. Uh huh. But we do have to take a break. Okay. When we come back, it's award time. Award time. Ryan, it took us four episodes to get through the Chrismica that almost wasn't. And I say, 
worth it. It's insane that it wasn't eight episodes. The crazy thing is that uh, it's the third best episode of this season. Nope, it's the fourth best episode of this season. What the shit? This season also has the mall episode, yes. as I've uh, talked about before. It has Rainy Day Women, and it has, mm, what you say? Okay. I do like that every couple episodes you reveal another episode I should be super excited about. I love it. I love this show. I love my life. Give me a magical music moment. All right, John, love it over there. Uh, okay, so magical music moment is an obvious one, but I do want to give my honorable mention real quick. Uh, it's Carol of the Meows. That was my magical music Is that music yours? Moment. Yes. Okay, so my honorable mention uh, supersedes your winner, I think. So the, the Carol of the Meows is, uh, this is as the tension is mounting and it's jumping from people to people as they're all converging on the Cohen house. And it's Carol the Bells, my favorite Christmas song. Uh, okay, mine's I'll, Do the Hustle, but go cat, ahead. Cat, cat style. Do the Hustle just with jingle bells in the background? Nope, just the normal one. Um, but with cat, it, it is weird how tension-inducing it is. Do you know who does this song? Cats. <laughs> no, <laughs> these are actual humans doing meows. What? And it's by a band called Guster. Really? And is that a band that you've told me about before? Yes. They sounded familiar, and yeah, it felt I've like very Mike familiar. Yeah, and so I, this, I've known about Guster for a long time. They're like a 90s alt band but only recently got into him because I saw them on a variety show and he covered Pulp's Common People. Okay, so That's there's why the I'm connection. All right. It. And it's so good, but their their big song was Satellite. If you haven't heard Satellite, go listen to Guster's Satellite. It's their awesome. big song was Dave Matthews Band's Satellite? Yes, in the style of Guster. Uh, so what is that? What The one where the tears, what's the song? Oh, it's uh, Ron Sexsmith's. No. Maybe this Christmas uh, will be something more. more. It is, I mean, it's an obvious award. It is the third act kind of like mm-hmm. big thing. But man, is it great. Uh, what is your Sandy Wisdom? My Sandy Wisdom is not a line of dialogue, but it's just a rule of fact that we brought up last week. Um, one barbecue tool at a time. So you're giving him wisdom. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> Mine is that he... It, we just have to learn from Sandy. He doesn't stop Ryan from talking to Kiki. That's my Sandy Wisdom is going, yes, please. Uh, not thinking, I'm the man of the house. I should handle it. And I do love the fact that he does trust Seth and Ryan with the information. Right. And the whole thing blows up, but it's not because not of Seth of or Ryan or because yes. Sandy talked to them. What is your orange couture? My orange couture. Uh, okay, so there's a couple. Should I, like... Do you want to do yours before I give my honorable mention? Sure, so you can't scream at me again. Uh, this is not a typical Kirsten outfit. And to, in my head, it was like big uh, like four years ago in real time, not 18 years ago when the show was on. Uh, Kirsten has this weird big furry vest on. Okay, so we have the same winner. Ha! I don't get it. Like It's like, is she doing a satire of noopsies? And it's not a big furry vest. It's like a... You know how like uh, girls' leather jackets stop short, uh-huh. like it just covers like the top half of the back. Right. That's what this fur is. Like it's, it's not big, but it still is fur. Right. Like I just wanted to let you know that I'm just using a little less fur, but I'm still gonna wear fur to still this party. Wear it. Can't stop, won't stop. Can't stop, won't stop. Um, the hat that Summer wears to go Christmas tree shopping mm-hmm. is knit but cool, and that is an oxymoron. <laughs> you cannot have that. Uh, it looks like her Grammy. Just crocheted it. And then the other thing, too, is, um, and this is care of my wife, uh, Summer and Marissa are in the kitchen talking about, well, that was fucking crazy. Mm-hmm. And they're wearing these particular kinds of skirts that are pretty basic, except there's just, like, streaks of sequins and bedazzled across them. Okay. And that is very, very 2004, not 03 or before. 04 Orange not County. Not 05 or uh, since, but yes, then. 
What is your comics connection? I didn't have one. It Renee Wheeler was in two episodes of Outcast. Oh yeah? Yes. She is one of the Did she play Outcast? She played she's the titular Outcast. All right, all right, all right, all right. What's your Jimmy got a Jimmy? It's his favorite song is Do the Hustle. <laughs> like how could it be anything? His favorite song is Do the Hustle. Mine is in the beginning. Uh, him and Julia are making out about the bone and she stops when I think he is inside of her. Uh, she stops and says, does this count as adultery? And he says, cheating on your husband with your ex-husband? I think so, yeah. I don't know. Like, they're just, just kiss her. You don't, don't have a fucking thoughtful conversation. It is a weird boat fuck because um, <laughs> mostly on TV, they're just like, everybody who's having sex on TV is just like naked under a sheet. But you could tell by Julie's face and Jimmy's face when he is thrusting and right. not. Like, they are going to town. And, uh, yep. What is your have another one? Christmas? Is that when Julie lost her virginity? I think so. Uh, my why don't you pour another one? Christmas, uh, <laughs> Christmas, idiot. Is uh, the second that she knows who Lindsay is, she goes uh, right for the bottle, right for the glass. Yeah, Renee. It's when it's just Kirsten and Renee in the kitchen, and she's like, "I have something to tell you." And Renee's weirdly quiet, and Kirsten just says, "I'm gonna pour another glass," and just and all of it. The reason is because Kirsten knows she keeps her shit clean. Mm-hmm. But she knows that Cal is her dad. Right. So it's not like, hey, Kirsten, I have to talk to you about this tree. I'm your neighbor, and this tree Mm-mm. of yours is going onto my property. My trees are great. I don't know if right now this Kirsten would pour another one. But when she has no idea because her shit is clean why this person's yes. coming, she knows it's Cal and it's big, and I need another one, Kirsten. Mm-hmm. That's it, Ryan. That is the Chrismica that almost wasn't. How do you feel? I feel okay. I feel a little nervous for the Malpisode and Rainy Day Women. Like All the buildup? Do they get five OCDs? Probably not. We'll see what the polls say. <laughs> like I, about Bernie and Buttigieg? Yeah, we'll see about Bernie and Buttigieg. Is that how you say it? Buttigieg. Bernie? Mayor Pete. I think there's a reason everybody says Mayor Pete. Sorry, I stomped on your joke to correct you. As is my way. Thank you to the Holophonics. I'm very excited to tell you that next week we will not be talking about the Christmas cut. That oh. Season three. No. Nope. Season three. Time to move on. They're telling us from the past. Jimmy decides to relocate to Maui. Time to make a move. Ryan and Lindsay wonder about a first kiss. Time to bust a move. Seth turns bad boy in an attempt to impress Alex. The family ties. Wait, That's Alex P. Keaton, the family ties? <laughs> yep. What we're going to need for next week is a, uh, or after next week, is a new award. So let's talk next week about like four awards that we're going to give out to the audience to pull I because Jimmy's got a Jimmy has to go. J- Jimmy's that and that's <laughs> nope. Sure, agreed. Stay gay, dads, and give me those great, 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 great